Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk, the podcast where we discuss CBS's superhero TV outing, Supergirl. I'm Frank. And I'm Tim. And Frank, how are you today? I am excellent. We are back. How are you, Tim? I'm super, Frank. I'm super. A joke oh, I promise never to make on this show ever. To, thank you. I'm, I, I'm yeah. going to choose never to make that joke ever again on this show. Episode six, done. Not saying it ever again. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. Sounds like a plan to me. So listen, uh, there has been, you know, we have been promising for ages now that we would cover Supergirl the movie. And uh, I think the time has come, just between you and me, I think the time has come for us to actually promise, uh, deliver on that promise. How does that sound? Excellent. That sounds good. That sounds right. good. Let's, let's make that happen today. Uh, let's, let's, make, uh, let's make that dream a reality. Uh, but I think before we do that, I think we have, um, I think we do have some, some news. That we we have some newses. Cover. We have some newses. I think we have some, uh, yeah, some newses we should cover. Newses. So. Okay. Well, I could start with some newses. Do you want me to start oh, with? I can, yeah, I'll do, I can do some. Yeah. yeah. Do some news. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. Um, news. News number one. Supergirl pilot has officially wrapped uh, about three weeks ago, which I'm sure most of you know that by now. But um, we said that at the beginning of this podcast, until the show started, it would be a little bit haphazardly scheduled. Uh, and so, anyway, so Supergirl is officially officially wrapped. Um, we're waiting. To, pilot is it's done. done. I read an article saying that we're still waiting to hear from a full full series order, but I was I thought the show already had a full series order, I, so I, I, I got confused. And, yeah, we've been hearing kind of back and forth reports on that. I think it kind of depends on who you ask. Um, but uh, we have heard from some sources that uh, yeah, it's greenlit for a full series order, and from others that that you know it's just a pilot and, and, and it's a kind of a you know the the usual way it's done, where it's just a pilot and then they uh, they go to series and then they decide if they wanted to go for a full 22, 23 episode series or, or just stick with like 12 or 13. Um, so we've heard conflicting reports. Um, so TBD on that, I, I guess. But at, at the very least, the pilot has been shot. Um, I feel very, very confident because there have been rumors that, that it is already greenlit for a series pickup. Um, I feel very confident that, you know, if, it, if it's not official yet, um it it will be very very soon um the upfronts are in may it's only a few weeks away as of uh as of this recording so um i do think that we will we will you know hear more officially um within the next uh let's see it's the end of april now i'd say within uh three to yeah three to four weeks for sure um we will know whether or not it's on the fall schedule cool exciting yeah well, for my, sure yeah well my my question about my question about it being a full series or not ordered plays into my the second piece of news in which Blake Neely tweeted out that he um, Blake Neely is the composer for Arrow and Flash, and he did a th- and he's done the theme song and some additional music for the pilot. But I wasn't sure if pilot episodes, if we know they're going to get picked up or not. I'm not sure if all that if the music is done or not. I vaguely remember seeing some pilots that never made it to series that didn't yeah. have any music. Yeah. It, and so it that's depends. what it, yeah. it depends on how invested the, you know, the studio and the network are in it. Um, if, if, uh, if it's kind of a shot in the dark, they might just use sort of stock music or whatever for, for un, un, until it, it airs and then sort of add 
uh, you know, get score it later. Um, in this case, the fact that they're scoring it kind of makes me think that this is, you know, they're they're pretty much sure that it's going to go to series. So, yeah, it's well, good. Like a, a vote it's... of confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. So that's it's very good. Good stuff. Um, yep. Why do you take the next bit? I will. Uh, so we have our Zorel, who is who is Kara's dad. Um, Robert Gant has been cast as Zorel, um, and he's shot some scenes in the pilot. From from what we understand, um, yeah, that so, kind of bums me. I was I was really hoping that Dean Kane was going to be uh, Zorel, so yeah. it kind of bummed me out that they cast as Zorel. But that means that Dean Kane could very well be, um, you know, the Dan one of the Danvers as we originally thought. Yeah, and that that seems to be what people uh, are are you know, speculating the most heavily. Um, so I, I, I kind of am leaning in that camp since it seems like that's what people are, uh, seem to think is most likely. We have some other casting news though, don't we? We do. We do. Um, Paul Stewart, uh, has been cast as a man named Yale and Derek Mio has been cast as, uh, he um, I knew how to say it. Hayashi. There it is. Haha. <laughs> yes. Um, and so there's no word on what their parts entail or why they're there, how big they are, nothing like that. But um, with the man for Paul Stewart, I assumed with a man like Yale, it's, it sounds like he's going to be part of that secret espionage, super government, yeah. you know, DEO thing. So that's my guess. Um, even just if you look at a picture of him, uh, I pulled up a picture and it's like the one thing he's like not smiling and he's wearing a suit and it wasn't even from – the Supergirl pilot, it was just the picture of him, and I was like, oh, yeah, that yeah. man works for the government. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he just looks, he just looks, he, like just, he just looks like that, T yeah, he looks like a TV fed, that, or yeah. a, a movie fed, that's exactly what he looks like. So, um, yeah, so that was that piece of news. Um, yeah, this next bit I'm excited about, actually. Yeah. If you, well, take it, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell, tell the good people. Shh. Sure, yeah. So Melissa Benoist, this is interesting. Melissa Benoist, uh, in a recent interview with Access Hollywood, um, you know, mentioned, oh, I'm playing Kara Danvers. Kara. She said Kara Danvers, not Kara. Um, which I, okay, I mean, like, okay, is that a huge piece of news? No. Uh, but uh, it's no, an interesting it's, it's really debate that rages on. Yeah, it's, it's not huge news, but it's an interesting debate that rages on among uh, comic fans and, you know, how, how is it pronounced? We're reading it in the comic book. So how do we how do we say it? Is it Kara? Is it Kara? It depends on which who you ask. It depends on what uh you know movie or TV show you're watching. Um, mm -hmm. so what I mean, how, how do you typically say it? Um, I always say Kara. That's just I mean between well, I get the I get any pronunciation for any superhero name from the cartoons that you watch growing up, right? And so I learned. I grew up saying Ra's al Ghul instead of Ra's al Ghul. Yes. Um, and that you know, so stuff like that. And so they said Kara on the Supergirl TV show. They said it in Smallville. Um, although they mean, don't mean say it in the they don't say it in the Supergirl. Um, I said, the Super, did I say Supergirl TV show? I meant Superman. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. 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 The, you know which, the ninety, the ninety, the Tim, the, the Bruce cartoon. Tim cartoon, oh. yeah, and Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all of yes. that. Yes. they said Kara. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've always said it that way. I think because of those shows, and just I don't know, I just read it that way myself. Um, right, and because anyone I've ever known whose name was spelled anything like even similar to that was always Kara. So it was Kara, um, right? Yeah, 
but it's yeah, Kara, so, apparently in in the show. You so. know, but Kara kind of sounds like it's a, it sounds a little bit more exotic. With so she's coming from a different planet, maybe mm-hmm. Kara, because that is her name. Kara it's not her real, Earth name. Yeah. yeah, so it's just a yeah. little bit more. Um, I don't know. I would say Kryptonian alien. that way. Alien. Yeah, yeah that yeah. way. I heard that. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, and then we've got one more one more piece of news here. <gasps> we have one more piece of news. Oh, my goodness. We do. According to CBS News, uh, Lara uh, Bernanti, who's playing Allura Zorel, Kara's uh, mother, is going to appear in flashbacks and possibly holograms, uh, which is which is kind of exciting. She's not a one and done character. Um, it's going to be mm-hmm. the, you know, Jor-El to Kal-El or, you know, something like that. Um, but I just I just my when I read that, my thought was, good Lord, Greg Berlanti really does love his flashbacks. It's so um, true. Yep, J.J. Abrams loves his lens flare. Greg Berlanti loves his flashbacks. Um, it's so true. Yeah, which is fine. I don't. I like the flashbacks. I like Arrow's flashbacks, and when uh, Flash does them, oh, seldomly, but they're Seldom, still interesting. Yeah. They're still interesting when they happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. And yeah. So that doesn't mean that Supergirl isn't necessarily going to follow the um, the Arrow style, in which like you're moving up. You know he. You're tracking Oliver's progress through the island as you are in the right. modern day, but right. still, it's it's there. It's it is, happening. yeah, and and that's you know a few weeks back, um, a few episodes back, we talked about you know how will how could Laura Benanti possibly play her mom? She's not that much older than her, you know. She Laura Benanti's so young. Um, how could she possibly play her mom? And and I think like the explanation, or, or maybe it was an interview with Laura Benanti, where she was like, "Oh, it's you know, it's it's Krypton. The, she ages differently." And I think that we had speculated, well, maybe it's like flashbacks or maybe it's like she's uh, a hologram like in the in the um, Fortress of Solitude or something. And that's that's what it sounds like. That's that's what they're doing. So. Right. Because they're only nine years apart. Right. Well, most of Benoist is 26 and Lara Benanti is 35. Right. So, so. Yeah, so they're only nine years apart in real life. Um, so, yeah. I you know, it, but Indiana Jones, I'm Indiana Jones. Um, Harrison oh, Ford yeah. and Sean Connery were only 12 years apart and Sean Connery almost didn't take the part of Henry Jones because he was like, no one's going to believe that I'm his father. We're only 12 <laughs> years apart. And yeah. <laughs> but and, I mean, but the truth is he, we are. he looked enough like an old he man. He looked that, old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that true. He, it was believable. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford ages differently. Yes. <laughs> but Chewbacca ages even more differently. That is we, true, as we recently learned. <laughs> as yes. we recently learned. Um, so, anyway, moving on. Uh, Frank, you want to say a word about our sponsor? Our sponsor, yes. Uh, back again this week is Supergirl.tv, which is the great, great source for uh, all Supergirl TV news and commentary and rumors and uh, it's a great, great source for uh, all the best updates, the most recent updates on uh, on what is happening with this with this show, and really with uh, you know with with Supergirl in in general. Um, it, it's been one of my favorite uh, sources of news and information for the show, uh, and it's just if, if if you read the site every day, you will be up to date. You will know everything that is happening. Um, with Supergirl rumors, you know, news, spoilers. Um, it's it's the place to know what characters will be on the show, who's been added to the cast, you know, plot points, 
um, as more and more information comes out, it, it will continue to be the best source. And best of all, it's advertisement-free. Um, it's run uh, by fans, for fans. It's a labor of love. All fans are welcome. There's uh, there's chat. There's uh, a, a great, great community there. And uh, we could not be more uh, grateful to them for sponsoring the show. So thanks so much to Supergirl.tv for making supergirl dot <laughs> for making supergirl tv talk possible <laughs> supergirl tv talk the words uh, they the flow words through you they, let the words flow, flow through you with, uh, yeah they flow through me like the force mm-hmm. so <clears throat> uh all right so we sat down this week and we watched supergirl the 1984 Boy. movie supergirl which i've always called supergirl the movie kind of like superman the movie but it's not it's just called supergirl it's just the Supergirl. title. The title is just Supergirl. It um, doesn't deserve the tag. The, the, the movie. movie, yeah. But but uh, 1984 Supergirl, directed by Janos Wark, uh, scored by the amazing Jerry Goldsmith, starring Helen Slater as Kara Zor-El slash Supergirl slash Linda Lee. In this version, she's Linda Lee. They say Peter Kara. O'Toole. They say Kara they, in this movie too. They do. They do say yeah. Kara in this movie. Yeah, which which I found interesting yesterday. How much in, especially in light of the, take the news? From, how much is the TV going to take from this movie? That's a good question. We'll get into oh, it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter O'Toole as Zaltar, Mia Far- Farrow as Allura, Faye Dunaway as Selena, and Mark McClure reprising his role as Jimmy Olsen from the Superman movies. It's cool. Now, have you seen this movie before? I have. I have, but it has been at least five years since the last time I saw it. Uh, okay. I had never seen this movie before. Hmm. I never seen Oh, this seen is a treat it. then. Oh. Yeah, this it was a treat. treat. It was. It was a treat. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't fast forward to the last hour of no. the movie. <laughs> so here's the thing about this film. So the theatrical cut of this movie. So so let's let's lay it out there. This is not a great film. This is not a good classic of of filmmaking. You want to talk about Star Trek: The Motionless Picture being not a great film? This is not a great <laughs> film either. <laughs> but oh. um, let's have fun with this, and let's feel free to poke fun at it and have fun with it because this is this is not a, a fantastic. Uh, you know, excellent piece of filmmaking, but it is a piece of pop culture. It's a piece of, um, you know, it, it was part of the continuity of the Superman films of the uh, of, of the eighties. Um, so let's just, you know, call it what it is. It's not a great movie, but let's have fun with this. Okay, um, so I'm gonna disclaimer this okay, before disclaim. before I start to kind of ragtag into it. There are moments in this movie that I did like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Okay. There, there definitely are moments that I, I didn't hate it through and through. I wouldn't even say I hate it. Um, it's just very campy and not super well written at, at parts. <laughs> but um, there are definitely good good parts, for sure. There are there are certainly parts that are I – think, I think Supergirl is actually well written. Like her part is mm. – I think Helen Slater did a nice job at – I agree like, with that. Taking this part and like, all right, well, what do I do with this? Okay, so, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. she did – she did very well with what she was given. Yeah, and so I liked her, I liked her. I liked her characterization. Yes. Was nice. Um, I don't. Okay, my my thought when my thought when watching this movie when Peter O'Toole showed up for the first time, my first thought and which remained my thought through the entire movie is like Peter O'Toole, why are you in this movie? I know. 
I know. Like it, it Peter frickin' O'Toole. I know. It very much felt like getting Marlon Brando to be in Superman the movie. That's exactly what I thought they were trying to do. And it was do. the same producers, right? It was the Saul Kinds. Yep. Um, and that was their kind of their shtick. Um they the Saul Saul Kinds would just find some and this is a common thing in Hollywood, you find stunt casting. You find somebody big. Uh, to to be the big attention grabber and to kind of um, lend legitimacy to your project, right? Um, and and then you go from there. So Peter O'Toole was supposed to be that guy was 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 bringing the air of legitimacy um, by being you know the the old fashioned uh, actor, very very talented actor, um, legendary actor. Um, but you, you know, choose a, you can choose a word, yeah. <laughs> The godlike actor. That was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you know, we, we, we start off on, on the crystal version of, of Krypton we know from the Reeve films. And Ish. It's like the 60s meets the yeah. crystal Krypton. Yes, it was very – there was like those patterns. So like, 60s. Like their seats with like the holes in the middle yes. of the back. Yeah. There were yes, like, and there was like a curtain like a, with like this pattern on it that was all these like shapes that just looked right out of Mad Men. Yeah, but uh, there totally. – even like a lot of their hair and stuff yeah, like that. Just like yeah, they were like yeah. stuck in the 60s. Yeah. Very much so. 60s and 70s for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and apparently they're all obsessed with Earth, right? Because like they sent Kal-El to Earth and then like – uh, uh, Zaltar is like, oh, it's a tree. What's a tree? Oh, it's this thing from Earth. Oh, is that where my cousin is? Like, oh, it's like, oh, Earth. Yeah. It's the only other. Shut up, Carrie. Know. You know where your cousin is. <laughs> also, how does she know where her cousin dumb. is? How does she know where her cousin is? If Argo is like floating out in the middle of nowhere, Krypton's already been destroyed. Right. I, and- I, you have to like assume that like he has in between the time of when did when did Superman four come out? Superman four came out after this. Three came out after, after this. this. Three years after. Okay, so this. yeah. In fact, so you have this to, was the movie that caused the seven. This yeah, this is eighty four, and then and then uh, Superman four was uh, eighty seven. Okay, so you have to kind of assume that in between Superman three and Superman four, he he found them somehow. Yeah. He's visited them. I I am not assuming that. I think you're giving them too much credit. <laughs> Yeah, probably, but, okay. <laughs> but that's what okay. I am. If if that's your head cannon, I will, I will, uh, I'll, I'll go with that. Hey, um, it's not my, I it's not my head cannon, but I will, I will let you have your. Head. Um, so, yeah, so somehow they all know where he is, and they're obsessed with Earth, and okay, so, uh, my question is: so the Omega Hedron, uh, somehow Zoltar got a hold of the Omega Hedron, but like. Argo City can't function without it, and it's like a great source of power. And he just mm-hmm. borrowed it without anyone noticing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why they freaking put him in the Phantom Zone well, because yeah, but they, they were they like guard the uh, thing in the first place. He's slippery. Obviously. Yeah, clearly, he, this old man. Cleeter Zaltar is the Loki to Argo City. <laughs> apparently, just because then chaos. even when he gets banished, he's also like, "Oh, I found a way to travel between worlds in yeah. this inescapable so prison." True. Here you go. It's, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, well, Kara, I'm going to call her Kara because it just comes naturally to me. Um, okay. Kara plays with the Omega Hedron, rips a hole in, like, the force field, I guess, that's separating uh, Argo City from the the void of space. And right. the Omega Hedron gets sucked out. And now everyone's like, oh, no, we're going to die in, like, three days unless she gets it back. Um, and they're all like... And immediately Zaltra's like, 
oh crap, I'm going to the Phantom Zone, aren't I? Like immediately. By the way, founder of the city. He founded this city and somehow he's like city. it, It is yeah. First, yeah, actually, that's a really good point. That it's a very young city, apparently, if he founded it. Also, Zoltar is like the the wizard from the Wizard of Oz, who's like he's their leader, but at the same time, he's very bumbling and clumsy. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the, elves are, the elves are like, get out of our way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no room for you in my life. Oh my god! That, yeah, exactly. Um, she loves him, and she's like, he 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 strikes me like he's sort of. Uh, an uncle type, uh, you know, role to her, not mm-hmm. not blood uncle, but just sort of like you know older. Yeah, no, I get it. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understood. Um, I understood what you were putting down. Yeah. Oh, you picked it up. I did. I, I picked down? it up. I put it in my brain. It was good. Oh, I liked it. Your brain mm. grapes. Your mind grapes. My mind grapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brain grapes aren't a thing. Mind no, grapes no. are. Mm. Mm. We should work on I, that. So. Apparently, Kara's a genius, right? Because she figures out this binary chute, which is like the spaceship thing, and gets right. in it and figures out real quick how to steer it and and make a costume every- also and, while yep, in yep. it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she learned how to sew. Mm. Um, and she, you know, just uh, there was fabric in the in the binary chute somehow, and she right. pilots her way to Earth. And basically, everything bad that has happened in Argo City up to this point, I, I want to point out, is her fault. Like, yes, Zoltar borrowed the Omega Hedron, but, like, she caused it to go out the window, and she uh, is she is at fault for everything bad that's happened so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, well, it's, it's like almost like child. it's almost like the – I mean, you could pull this with almost any superhero film, but I could say it's like the, the Man of Steel. Like, if, if you weren't searching for the ship, you wouldn't have hit the thing that sent a beacon that brought yeah. the Kryptonians to – That's you know, true. And, you could, that's true. You could do that with almost any anything. So that's true. Yeah, the chain yeah. of events, the, the the chain of reaction she sets off. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, back on Earth, Kara uh, lands. Uh, the Omega Hadron lands in the hands of a witch named Selena in Midvale, Illinois, and we hear on the radio. I don't know if you noticed this. It was very subtle. I didn't notice. I it the did. First time. Yes, I did hear it because I was, I was curious how we were going to get a. Okay. Where Superman. Superman and then I yeah. on the radio is like Superman left and then did this and stuff off on a peacekeeping mission millions of light years away. You know, um, when when they said that, I was like, oh, if they didn't sing peacekeeping mission, this could be in the Superman Returns canon. Oh, you're so right. Because that was my you first know, thought could, that like you could still make that could, argument because he's you could still make on. That's right. You could, yeah, that's right. You could, could argue that that's like. Yeah, there's some peacekeeping motives to finding Superman. Superman one, two, maybe three. If you really wanted to, I don't see anything in three that contradicts Superman Returns. Um, and so Supergirl, and then he and then he goes off. Yeah, yeah. I always thought see, or he's that off Superman Returns. In that time. Yeah, I always thought Superman Returns happened after two. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be okay. one, two returns. But yeah, I, I think like four, I think they said no to happened. three. Because there's no Lois in it, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, and so that's why they cut three. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as he went off, I was like, "Oh, Superman returns!" Right? Yeah, that's. They, I, I they, didn't thought about it that way. That's yeah, a very good, they, very they, good observation. Like they that. called this twenty years earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, but you know, ta-da! Kara arrives on Earth in full Supergirl costume. She also comes and- out of the water and is not wet at yeah. all. Yeah, she lands the the binary shoot in the in the water and then comes out of the flies out of the water 
and is bone dry and able to fly, knows how to use all her powers. That's not true. She's like experimenting. Like she makes the flower yeah. bloom, you know, because that's how heat vision works, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the other thing. The Salkinds never really, I feel like they were just like, yeah, these are super and they can have all these powers. So make her do this heat, and that. Heat makes flowers bloom. That's how yeah. photosynthesis works. Make it happen. <laughs> her heat vision Comic is basically science. photosynthesis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do, I will say, and you alluded to this earlier. Helen Slater really does nail the like childlike wonder of a, a sheltered teenager who is discovering these new abilities that she has, you know, for the first time. Even if the writing isn't quite up to par, in my opinion, I think she does a very good job of just, you know, having this childlike wonder of like, oh, look what I can do. These are amazing things I can do all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, like, I actually she, thought the the scene of her flying for the first yeah. time in the forest before it kind of gets all green screeny and it's her on wires. Yeah, like yeah. that's pretty. Yeah. It, was, it was nicely shot and it was it nicely was scored. And, shot. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was one but of honestly, the best parts of the movie. I was going to say, I think it might be the best scene in the whole movie. This beautiful, like golden sunset behind her and and jerry goldsmith's sweeping score is beautiful and the look on on her face when she flies and like feels the warmth of the sun on her face for the first time it's like exactly what it would look like if it were me it's it's beautifully done beautifully done beautifully shot like the color palette in that scene alan hume's cinematography i have a note here it just, just blew me away in that in that scene mm. gorgeous Tell me more about things you like, Frank. Well, I like how in the very next scene, apparently she knows the name Superman and knows, knows that means Kal-El. Yeah, I also and like, when, the, I actually like when she gets to Lucy's room and she was yes, like, and she's like, she's just like touching his post. She's like touching yeah. his poster. She's like, yes, mine. I mean, like, cousin. Okay. Easy mine. there. Easy. Yep. I actually did like that. It was like just the poster you could buy in a store. I know it's like a, a picture we've seen before, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't get him in to put a costume and be like, okay, take this new picture. I'm like, no, we went to, we just went to the corner store, picked ourselves up a poster, put it on. I know. The wall. I like how it's, I like how it's like. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's like cool because it's like, oh yeah, it's a picture. I'm, I know it's like that feels real, or if it's also because it's like, well, we couldn't get him to come in, so we just took a picture that was already around. Yeah, now I liked <laughs> that it was a picture we already knew. Yeah, I, I did too. I did yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that. But having never seen the film before, I was like, oh, it's Lucy Lane. That's cool. Yes. Will they mention Lois? Hey, look, they hey, mentioned Lois. That's exciting. Um, Daily Planet, Clark Kent, all that stuff. Yeah, they, and Jimmy showed up. That was cool. Yes, he did. It, yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked all of that stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, all the, all the callbacks I, that, that said, like, yes, this is the same universe. You know, this was all happening in the same continuity. I like Yeah, it it's kind of like watching Flash and Arrow on TV now. It kind of they, is, like, yeah. They say stuff, and you're like, oh, it's cool. They they Or like when you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they're like, oh, blah, 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 Iron Man. And you're like, yes, yes. Iron Man. That's yes. right. He yes. exists in your world. Yeah. Totally. I, yeah. Like, I like it when you build a world. I mean, you know, like, okay, this is all happening. This is realistic to me. This is how it would be in real life. This is you're building a ish. world here. I like it. Ish. Yeah. It, ish. Real life. Comic book if real life. Were, yeah. If they were superheroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's she's confronted by these like two generic thugs who are driving like a 16 wheeler. And they're like straight out of the Silver Age. No motivation. They're just bad guys. One of the guys are even she's like, why are you doing this? And one of them is like, it's just how we are. Yeah, and I was like, yes, it exists it's exactly okay. as you were written. Good. And and that was and, very meta of you. 
whoever yes. wrote the screen, like the screenwriters, really thought that was, was an that? okay explanation for some for our characters' motivations. David, it's just how we are. David Odell wrote the screenplay. Yeah, just, well, that was unfortunate on David Odell's part. Yeah, well, actually, he um, <laughs> David Odell won a, a primetime Emmy and a primetime Emmy for writing. I'll have you know. I'm, sh- I'm okay. Well, that's wonderful. Not for this movie. No, do you know what he <laughs> won it for? You're gonna hurt what? yourself. You ready? Oh God. Okay. The Muppets. Really? Okay, no, he I believe to, that. Yep, outstanding writing for The Muppets in 76. I believe that because a lot of this writing is a lot more like The Muppets than it is like Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just comical. It's just like, it's just cheesy. But for, for the right genre, for The Muppets, it makes perfect sense. So mm-hmm. I, you know, cheers, cheers to that, David O'Dell. There you go. Good job. So Selena, right? She's this witch who got hold of the Omega Hadron, uh, and she is evil. And she has this uh, uh, she has awful. this right hand man whose name is Nigel, and it turns out that he's also a teacher at uh, a school there in Midvale, where Linda Kara, under under the guise mm-hmm. of Linda Lee, ends up going to school, um, and uh, you know Kara just. I guess America has the power to just change her clothes at will and turn her clothes. Yeah, she does it a couple of times. She would like walk between yeah. a tree and then she's wearing something different. And she walked between right. another tree and it's something right. different. I'm like super sewing between trees. <laughs> nice. Super weaving. Remember that? that <laughs> Superdickery.com. Super, yep, super weaving. Yeah. Super weaving. Oh. Uh, but she, she forges a letter of recommendation to get into Midville high school and ends up as Lucy Lane's roommate. And, yeah, which uh, was cool. Which was cool. Yeah, which was cool. I liked, and I liked. It's not really. It's certainly not the Lucy of the comics, but, um, but no. I liked. I liked her character. I found her interesting. Actually, she was interesting. She was very. Interesting. The, I think some of the best parts of the movie were watching Lucy and Linda together. Mm. I think that yeah. those were yeah, those were good parts of the movie to me. Um, actually that scene with, um, in the classroom with Nigel when he's teaching them and he was like, are you paying attention? Yes. Solve this problem. Classic teacher mean scene, you know, (laughs) student shows teacher up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't happen in real life ever. (laughs) Um, um, I liked that scene because again, it reminded you how smart she is because even though she's kind of wandering around going, Oh, what's all this stuff? Yes. You know, I think that's what almost everybody would everyone does when you are you know like you you go on vacation you go to a new place let's say you're living in america and you go to you know you go to italy and you're walking around at the coliseum and everyone's like look columns and you're like wow columns like you've never seen a column before but that's what we do we look at it and go wow it's just yeah yeah exactly it's It's not a bad thing that's the way we are no She's just like, you know, kind of awestruck by everything she's seeing. Like, oh, wow, this is so different. Like, this is doesn't look like the 60s at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like to her, it's just it's all new and exciting. Um, But, yeah, she has she shows that super intelligence that we don't see a whole lot of nowadays in, in, you know, more more recent um, versions of these characters. But we see it here. She. She said, what is it? He says, like, in the year 2040 or something, what will the mm-hmm. population of Earth be? And she spits out this number, which is comically low. Yeah. Um, it's like it 5 billion and change. And it's like, <laughs> we already passed that. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. You're wrong. Um, 
fooled you. Um, yeah, I I didn't care for her relationship with Ethan, the the supposed oh, love interest. Yes. He was like, I love Linda. I'm like, do you? What's do you Linda's want- last name? <laughs> well, do you want to talk about that? Okay, let's 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 get up to that part because that's that's where it starts to get the plot really starts to thicken there. So. So Lucy goes on this group date with Jimmy Olsen and a bunch of other teenagers. And where do they go? They go to the classiest place in Midvale, Popeyes. Yeah. They have a date at Popeyes. Um, hey. But Selena casts this spell on her gardener to make him fall in love with her. Um, but he runs away. And so she tries. Good spell, to- Selena. Good job. Yeah. Good job at the spell there. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she tries to cast another spell then to like enchant all the objects around him to guide him back to her and in doing so she makes this bulldozer run amok and it causes all this destruction uh and Kara ends up saving him um as as supergirl and the way the spell that that you know was cast on him works um he's gonna fall in love with the first woman he sees well the first woman he sees happens to be Kara so he falls in love with her but under the disguise of Linda Lee right so Selena is just not not cool Mm-mm. Not cool. Definitely not cool. Not not cool with this. But yeah, you were like you were saying the the Ethan thing. He just like okay, whatever. It's magic, and and so it's like black magic, black magic, and he falls in love with her because he's under a spell, whatever. But she falls in love with him too, right back. Right. And there's so, literally uh, no uh, reason for it. Literally no reason. I, the only thing you could ever come up with would be like, oh, you saved me from the bulldozer. Now I have yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I get. I mean, the yeah. I mean, I, he or gas or no, not that's not Stockholm. Not syndrome. even because What's, he's no. she says him. But but I know what you're saying. Like I, I I think this is my theory as I was watching it. My head canon as I was trying to explain it away was that you know she's a teenager and she is she uh, is she a teenager? Is she's she? was, she's in high school. She she enrolled in that high school. Uh, so I, I think she thought it was like a collegey. It yeah, said, I guess it's, yeah. No, they called it Midvale High. They called it Midvale. Or, or, <laughs> all I know is the the signs said I was I was I was trying to figure that out too. Signs said Midvale School, but I saw that one of like the pennants said M V H S Midvale High School. Okay, so I'm I'm saying that she's, she's definitely a se- def, def, definitely a senior, definitely mm-hmm. like eighteen, but maybe but, maybe twenty four. You know, look, I mean. I mean, it, they don't you know. know. She forged her letter. They don't exactly. know. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. I think in re- in real life, she's she does she she definitely acts sort of childlike, right? Oh, she doesn't yeah. act like an adult. She acts and not not childish, childlike. Um. So I I think that I think it's I think she's probably supposed to be a teenager, maybe a sort of a just a sheltered, uh, you know, sheltered uh, damsel type. Um, right. in, in, in this portrayal, which is not really how I see the character. I don't see her as a damsel in, in distress type. No, that um, kind of defeats the purpose of an empowered woman yes. character. And, and I think that this is a growth story. So by the end of it, she outgrows that and she becomes a much yeah, she character. Absolutely the beginning does. of it. You're right. The beginning She's of it, she is this sort of innocent, um, naive well, they're trapped think, in what they're trapped in one city. They've never been anywhere or anything right. like that. So like, I can, you can understand the naivete. And so that, that actually, that's a perfect, that's a perfect uh, explanation because I, I think that's that's why you are so good at those. I, I'm just something you're too else. good at those. 
yours, you are something else. You are just a talent that that cannot be matched. Oh, um, but I think that oh god, oh, no, really, oh, go no, go on, no, shush. Yeah, my headphones aren't going to fit on my head anymore <laughs> because of your head cannon. Um, cannon so much is <laughs> rumbling around in my head cannon. I do think though, because she is so sheltered, and she, you know, this might be the first time that a man has paid any attention to her. Um, and that might be why she's infatuated with him. Yeah, that's not Zaltar or her father. Yeah, right, absolutely. right, exactly. That like a, a young man close to her own age, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he's definitely uh, not in high school. Definitely no, not. No, no, he's school. definitely a grown up. He's definitely an adult. But but you know what I'm saying? Like the first time that a young man has ever paid her any attention. So right, which um, makes I think that's thing, which was like this makes a relationship weird if she's in high school exactly. and he's like yeah, 20. it's true. He's I pushing thirty. I, you know, I think for her it's more of a schoolgirl crush type of thing. Whereas for him, he's under a spell, so he can't help it. He's not under a spell the whole time, though. He is for most of it. Yeah. What about sure that scene by the lake when she saves him and flies him away? And he's like, no, but I have to go. I think he's still, I think he's still kind of under the spell. He's like, I need Linda. I think that's still like, I think he's still uh, under the effects of the spell mm-hmm. somewhat. I'll be honest. I, I was so. kind of fast forwarding at that point. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to bow to your infinite <laughs> wisdom. Actually, okay. that, that scene, Whatever I was you... not because I was interested. I actually just pretty much fast forward anytime Selena was on screen because uh, it was not oh, happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, well, I, Faye Dunaway is a good actress too. Yes, she is, which is, wasn't which is kind of, makes it kind of hard to believe that she was actually, you know, she did this movie and that she performed as well, poorly it's, as she it, did. It's that she performed as poorly. But I, I mean, you could also, I mean, I know tons of great actors and actresses that have been in movies that they did not perform well in. Yeah. Just based on, you know, she just, I, I, the script I don't or know whatever. what Jeno's work, you know, directing or, or what, but like she just overacted for the entire movie. You know, it was just like, ah, ah I'm acting, you know, yeah. it's just so mm-hmm. over dramatic, over the top the entire, the entire time. I think it was um, she was trying to do Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor, but nobody can do so. Gene Hackman yeah. like Gene Hackman. That's true. And but I don't he, even I mean, think he overacted. I think he made very deliberate choices that were goofy, but he didn't overact the part. He was so subtle in no, his delivery. I, I agree. I don't think he overacted. I do think, though, that somebody um, – how can I say this? So somebody who maybe wanted to – Thought that they were capturing the spirit of Superman 1, 2, and 3, um, but didn't really understand it, might think that that having her overact is what you needed to do because it's a comic book movie and it, it's cheesy and it's corny. And I've seen Batman, the TV show with Adam right. West, so they need to be like this. Um, but she was far more, you know, like Cesar Romero than she was Gene Hackman. Wait, you, oh, yes. I, yeah. Sorry. That took a second for me to sink in yes i agree you know what i'm saying so like the other thing is like this movie okay so let, let's let's take a step back 1978 superman the movie right uh and then a couple of years later superman 2 universally beloved films both of them mm-hmm. um superman 3 1983 the year before this film takes a, a serious dive in quality <laughs> everyone yes. agrees it takes a serious dive in quality then this film comes out, um, and and it takes another serious dive in quality, uh-huh. a, a nosedive. And then three years after this, Superman 4 comes out, and that is one of the most laughable films, uh, superhero films, ever committed to film. Agreed. Right? 
And yeah. every, and this is like I, I'm not even this is not even just my opinion. This is just sort of like conventional like this is sort of the the popular opinion of these films is that it's just it starts with one and two very very quality films and then just goes way downhill very fast um so the from superman the movie all the way through this film are all the same producers the the, uh, Ilya and alexander salkind after this film this film is a box office bomb uh, the, yeah, we can try. You can sit. You can sit here and try to defend it all you want, but there's absolutely no reason why this movie should do well at the box office. Oh, absolutely not! It was terrible. I mean, it's it's a, it's not a good movie. I said that from the from the start. It's not a. There are good things about it, but it's not a good movie overall. Right. Um, Faye Dunaway's overacting being the least of the problems, really. Um. So so this film did so poorly. The budget was like I think, th- I think like thirty five, forty million. And it only oh, made like I don't know where that budget went. Like, it, well, I, man, I well, gone to Peter O'Toole because probably for yeah, it probably went to Peter O'Toole's squirt like, bottle. The, ba- um, the backdrop, <laughs> the backdrop, you, you can tell the backdrop of Selena's like fortress is just painted and cloth. Yeah, it's not yeah, even painted on like wood or anything. It's just no, a and it's not like mad paintings or anything. It's just it, like it's moves just in the breeze. It's aw- it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, but they they spent like thirty five forty million. To make this film and only got back like fourteen million, Ooh, like that—that that was the box office gross. That's how that is a bomb. That's bomb, awful. Bomb did not. It wasn't profitable in any way, and that was what made the Saul Kinds decide, okay, we're out. And they sold the rights to make Superman four. They sold it to Canon, like Canon that made your printer, right? Like yep. Canon that makes cameras. That Canon was starting up a film division, and they made Superman four. And so that, there was there was no passion for for these characters in it was really just these like and and the Selkines I mean that's this is a wormhole but the Selkines were not nice guys and didn't they were pure businessmen didn't have any care for the craft of of filmmaking they just really were just like man we invest in the film you make the movie we make the movie the money back and it's over um mm. but they were they were not nice guys they they didn't tell the cast of Superman the movie that they were shooting two films back to back. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that yeah, they yeah. could, so that they could pay the cast for one film and squeeze two movies out of it. That's awful. That's they made everyone ethics. think that it was just one giant long movie, so they could squeeze double the. And now there's like, you know, Screen Actors Guild has all kinds of uh, regulations against that. But anyway, I digress. Um, so you can see, I guess the point I'm trying to make is you can see the passion was not there in the making of this movie it might have been um, so, for some of them but certainly the the big honcho but the producers the behind top, the, at, yeah yeah at the top there wasn't anything but i mean you could argue that helen slater had passion for helen slater did every did a i i have helen slater is not a problem with this movie no helen slater is not a problem with this movie no arguably um, she is the best part of the movie which is good considering uh, yeah. the movie is about her um, I, I agree. Could be, could be I think she's worse. like one of the one the few um, redeeming factors about this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I or it was her, and I liked um, I liked Lucy by uh, more uh, Maureen Teefy, who I've never seen, and I don't like. Anything I've never seen her again. anything before or since. No, um, but you know, and I liked when Jimmy showed up by Mark McClure and Peter O'Toole. I don't want to say he like checked it in, but like. Yeah, and this is not his thing. No, he. I mean, yeah, but he was a. I, I don't. Peter O'Toole was also kind, of, but he was like an extra adventure type 
you know, guy for a I while. I mean, he was Lawrence so. of Arabia. He was, you know, he was. Yeah. But and he I might have been like, know. oh, Brando did it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about this time, right? It's not that many years prior to this that, yes, Brando did uh, Superman the movie. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Alec Guinness doing Star Wars. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it's not it's not the most uh, unheard of thing, you know, for him. Peter Cushing even doing Star Wars. Um, for these British actors with Shakespearean backgrounds um, and, and who are just great legends of film, it's not unheard of. No, absolutely not. I like just this. watched, before we, we hopped on to record this, I just watched the trailer for Spike's um, mini-movie event called Tut. It's just about King Tut, but um, yes, um, Ben Kingsley's in it. Like, there you go. Uh-huh. You know, it's the only guy in the film that I'm, or in... Well, there were a couple of people that I was like, oh, it's you, but I don't know their names. But it's like, it's Ben Kingsley, you know? Yeah. It's the same it's the same thing. We're still doing it. Right. Um, right. You're absolutely right. But I mean, like, but to more to the point, Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture. That's true. You know, it was not. Although at the time, they didn't know what it was going to be. So that was a big risk on Peter Cushing's part, too. Very true. Yeah. It's very, very, very interesting. It's very, it's very, if you tell me everything, it's very interesting. Um, any final thoughts on Supergirl, the movie? Well, all right. So, I mean, just to wrap up, uh, you've got, so, so Selena, uh, fools Supergirl into coming to her lair that with the, terrible paintings in the background uh to rescue ethan they fight uh she gets kara gets sent to the phantom zone where she runs into zaltar again zaltar is like has lost his marbles and questions i had a question for you how sure why does selena have access to the phantom zone just that is a because she's a witch just nope that's not a thing nope i don't you know i reasons because it's in the script because really the the only Got it. Okay. Because it's in the script is the only the only explanation that I because okay. they wrote it down on the paper. Yeah, I remember, um, I was watching the movie and I was like, okay, I'm how like, did that I'm totally done with this yeah. movie and that happened. I'm like, what? That doesn't because even, the, you know like, what? Because the Omega Hedron, I guess, because the power yeah. she gets from the Omega Hedron gives her the power to to open the Phantom Zone. That that's I'll it. sure I'll go with that. Yeah, sure, that's it. why not? Um, but so Zaltar ends up sacrificing himself to get Kara free. She flies out of the Phantom Zone. Uh, she fights some more with uh, Selena. Uh, Selena unleashes her full power of this battle station. I mean, of the of the <laughs> Omega Hedron. Um, it gets really windy, and spikes That's come out of the floor, moon. and the floor starts no caving in. And then, <laughs> you say, "What you say?" No moon. That's a Omega. Whatever. Whatever no. it is. I think said, "This no moon." That's a gas station. No, I did not. <laughs> not <laughs> Next time I next time I'm in the car with you, be prepared for that to come out somewhere. <laughs> Lock the door. Uh, oh, we need some gas. That's no moon. That's a gas station. Excellent. <laughs> uh, anyway, Supergirl's all like, this. I have a bad, bad feeling about this movie. Uh, Supergirl tells Selena, "You're being a total B," except not really. Uh, really. And then this giant dragon thing comes out of the smoke and it picks up Supergirl, and then. Looks like King Kong holding Fay Ray, but then basically Supergirl just wills herself out of the big dragon thing's hands and then flies around a lot and makes a vortex and sucks Selena into the Phantom Zone. And then like in like 
Star yeah, see, I watched it, didn't get any of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's what's supposed to be happening. But then like way too quick, she immediately picks up the Omega Hedron and she's like, Ethan, uh, don't tell anybody that you know that I'm Supergirl. Uh Jimmy and Lucy, you two pretend you never saw me. And so Jimmy and Lucy kiss and you know, whatever, happily ever after for them. Uh Ethan's like, Yep, I know who you are, keep your secret, it's cool. And uh Supergirl flies back underwater, gets back in her ship and and presumably flies back to Argo City to save the day. The end credits and Alex, Alex and Ilya Selkheim production. Mercifully, this film is over. Yeah, I just. I know. I know. It's not good. <laughs> it's so not good. It's not. It's not a good movie. No, it's it, not. I'm so it only cost me two ninety nine to rent it on yeah. iTunes. And I am so glad it didn't cost me more than that. I'd have been <laughs> mad. I would have been mad at yeah. somebody. You for making me watch it. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it was so bad. Now, what yeah. the good part is, though, I could go in watching the CBS Supergirl show and be like, as long as it's better than the movie, I'm good. <laughs> can't be worse like, than that. It can't be worse. It pretty much can't be worse than that movie. So I'm okay. Let's do right. this. Um, right. Like I said, there were parts of it I really liked, but I think they spoke to like the little comic fan of me. I'm like, oh, Jimmy's here. That's so cool. And it's Lucy. Right. and. You know, Superman's posters on the wall and blah, blah, blah. Like, a fan film can do those same things for me. Totally. Yep. Um, Totally. But I'm ready to be positive about Supergirl things again. Yes. Now now that that is out of our way. That fiasco is out of the way, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was not a great film, but Helen Slater, I think, did everything she could and, and... like I said, arguably the best thing about this yeah, film. The best thing about the film. I liked I liked her. She looked good. She looked good I in liked the costume. Her. I liked, you know, it was very true to form. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great costume. Yeah. You know, they were originally going to, if you look, there are photos of Helen Slater screen testing in um, sort of the, the, the 80s Supergirl costume of the time with like the headband and uh, and, and all of that, like, like uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths Supergirl. Um, oh, I liked I liked headband Supergirl. I did too. I did too, and I, it was really interesting to see Helen Slater wearing that costume. Um, I I oh didn't, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know about that until until I, the other day when I was watching the movie. Oh, I'm um, really glad that they did not do that. I I mean I am too. I think that the look that that they gave her was just classic, and I you know I wouldn't change it, but. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't mind but, the you know, I don't mind that cool it is costume, but it's it, like the S is like too high. It would need like they would need to adjust it for me to be yeah. happier with it. It just yeah. doesn't look. It looks like screen. It looks like a screen test costume. That would be the. It does well. Yeah. yeah it's 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 clear. Cl- yeah, I know what you're saying. It's clearly like not a final like screen ready costume. It looks like no. It's not still working on. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um. What are your? Do you have like closing? Closing arguments on this on this fiasco that was a movie. They tried. Good for them. They tried. They, they tried. did what they could. They did what they could. And Helen Slater did a, a very good she did a very yeah. good job with what was given to her. As did Peter O'Toole. Who kind of weirded, weirded me out in the movie, not gonna lie. Little uh, with the spray bottle in the Phantom Zone. Squirt? Would you like yeah. a squirt? Squirt? Yeah. No, just that was weird. I don't know what's happening. Um, that was very weird. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's all right because I'm Sean Connery. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You are, aren't you? I am. Mm. 
Little known facts. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that it suffers from a problem of poor writing, and I think that they just thought they could pump out a, a sort of just crappy comic book movie and that people would eat it up because mm-hmm. I think to their mind... See, here's the thing. The same people who made this film made Superman the movie and Superman 2, which are beloved superhero. Like, Superman the movie is considered by many to be, like, the the prototype, like, the the perfect... Uh, superhero film yeah um and so to think that the same people who made that made this movie and thought yep this is the same level of quality yeah i don't just shows yeah, how little they, they how didn't know little they, didn't they know. knew and how much the responsibility of making that film was actually on them and, and they didn't and i think that shows that the reason why superman the movie is is, is as good as it is is because of richard donner uh, yeah, and, and the people that he brought totally. on board yep you know tom mankowitz like his 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 people um Donner's people were the reason why that film was as good as it was. Um, and, 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 you know, Superman two was spun out of, of his work and he started it and, and, and uh, it was, it was finished then by, by uh, Dick Lester, but you know, I would, and then Dick Lester kind of just messed it up with Superman three. So I think it really shows that Donner knew how to make those films at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and the other people involved didn't really. And by the time you get to this film, you know, no one is left from from the first film anymore. And and they just messed it up and it just went, it just went fell apart. So, uh, you know, we like to be positive on the show. We don't like to be super negative, but this was not a great film. It was fun to watch uh, for me from just sort of a I've seen it before. You know, it's been a few years since I've seen it. I knew what I was getting into. I knew that it was not going to be a great film so i i just sat down and was like i'm just gonna munch on some popcorn and sip on a beer and enjoy this as best i can and laugh at the at the laughably bad parts and enjoy the really good parts which there were um and that was that was it for me did you know going in because since i didn't realize it was your first time watching uh until until we until now so did you going in did you know that it's it's not considered a very good movie i knew that it wasn't considered a very good movie i just did not know how bad of a movie it actually was Okay. If that's like, okay. I thought it yeah. was like Fair maybe enough. like Superman four levels of bad, which is yeah, looks like an Oscar. I would argue movie, maybe, although it's been a long <laughs> time since I've seen that, so it's pretty close. Superman four is worse, I think, but but this is this is pretty close. This is not that far off. Hey, really. Superman four had John Cryer in it. Let's not forget. Yeah, uh, that. Okay. Anyway, uh, John Cryer with Gene Hackman's voice. Oh yeah, that's for right. some reason. Uh, anyway, yeah. Just all right. Well, whatever. That's all I have to say about that movie. Um, it's it's worth a watch if you are a uh, an avid Supergirl fan. I would say it's worth watching and experiencing this. It's trial by fire. Yeah, you got to know all the. If you're a Superman fan or Supergirl fan, if you're a fan, like you gotta like you gotta know the history of all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's fun to know. It's fun to have it all in your mind canon yes exactly exactly yeah. yeah and so even if it's just that one viewing it's good to like you can't like you can't make fun of batman and robin until you've seen batman and robin you know that's right can't that's right you can't yeah. be like that's a terrible batman movie but have never actually watched it you know yeah exactly exactly so you should watch this movie what we're saying is watch this movie just so you can make fun of it yep that's pretty much. That's the lesson. That's the moral of the story. And be excited to see Helen Slater on the CBS show. Truth, truth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important too because I am excited to see her. So I am too. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Very good. Well, 
thank you to our sponsor, Supergirl.tv. And uh, we will be back real soon with some more news and uh, maybe a review of some other Supergirl stuff. In the meantime, you can reach us on Twitter at TV Supergirl on Twitter uh, or find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. We are, uh, that's it. We are out. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher Radio, all those good places. Please leave us uh, ratings and reviews at those places. And uh, we will be back soon. We'll be back. Later, friends. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.